Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that truly is ready for prime time. My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And on today's podcast, we are doing the second in a series where we talk the movies that we're programming for the Alamo Draft House here in Kansas City. We call it the Horror Show, and we're grabbing our yep. crucifix. We're staying up late. Because we don't want to dream no more. We're the Dream Warriors! We are talking Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. We've Mm -hmm. talked about this for a while, building up to it. I am exceptionally excited for it. But before we go any further, let me remind you we are part of the ever-expanding Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes at BoomHowdy.com. And if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we download our yeah, when we drop our latest episode, it will download <laughs> directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your dream hole. Perfect. And don't forget, you can find us also on Facebook under Nightmare Junkhead, and you can keep up with all of our nightmarish shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And speaking of nightmarish shenanigans, yep. we've 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 been talking about this one in terms of the screening, just in terms of the anticipation, uh, looking forward to this. And then there was even that whole like. Um, Will it be X? Will it not be X? A little air of mystery. Uh, it's The build-up is over, because by the time you're hearing this, we've screened it. It's already been a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. It's always weird talking about things in advance Future when they tense. haven't said yet. <laughs> but we know it's going to be a fantastic showing How here. How can it not? And oh, in the film itself, we're going to get into it. But mm-hmm. like we did with the um, the episode where we did with uh, Suspiria... Anytime we're doing an episode with the horror show, we wanted to bring in some special guest, if you will. Yep. And when it comes to Nightmare on Elm Street, I can think of no one better for this, uh, especially when we are talking about, because we're eventually going to do our Nightmare on Elm Street franchise retrospective. Right. Kind of like what we did with Halloween and Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So this episode is going to be devoted primarily to one of the uh, the, the uh, series, in, the, an episode in the series there, but we will do a you know franchise proper. Right. But you got, the, my two guests, there are two guests here tonight. I mean, they were chomping at the bit when it, especially <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, the franchise, but especially Dream Warriors. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet these two at Crypticon yeah. last year. Uh, Genius kind of introduced me to them. They just part of the horror community, horror family. Just good fucking people. Fantastic just... people. And I'm not going to lie, you can you can seek them out at this year's Crypticon because their costumes are going to be... Can I can I tell them what you guys are going to be? Totally. Or is this a secret? Go for it. No, okay. throw, throw some hints out. Oh. So I will say this. If you are a person that's against goodness and normalcy, <laughs> you're going to love what they have going on. Uh, I... Because that's also one of my favorite films of all times. Uh, they're going to dance in their goat skin pants around an ancient ruin. <laughs> you guys, welcome to the show, Chris and Regina. What's up? Daniel, how are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Good. Thank right. you so much for taking the time to come out and talk with us. Oh, happy to be here. I, we are happy to have you here. And I know in terms of fandom, horror fandom, you know, you guys are well-rooted in this. We were talking off mic. Uh, Regina, you have a disturbing Serbian film-esque little collection 
Yes, yes. But occasionally you'll do, you'll kick it in the the old school horror. I, I do I do like rom coms too. So oh, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> I have a soft edge Dramedies. as well as that uh, Serbian film side of me. Of course, of course, because you got to balance the babies <laughs> with you know <laughs> with the love and the sweet and the sweet and the sour. <laughs> so a little bit then, uh, just regarding the horror show series for those of our listeners that aren't familiar. Um, again, the Alamo Draft House gave Genius and I the opportunity to program. It's an all thirty five millimeter all horror series. Yeah, it's glorious. It was a tome. It, it yeah. was a, just a tome of wonderfulness. We have access it's to the American Genre Film Archives, and they have so many amazing <laughs> prints to have. And so we took this very serious. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> because, you know, we have the opportunity now. We, we're we the ones that are deciding on this. So we started off with Suspiria. Which? And we definitely wanted to go into something more mainstream along with the franchises. Mm-hmm. You know, something that people are familiar with because we, we're going to go deep on a lot of this stuff. But we're easing it first. Right now is for the masses. This is a little bit of foreplay, if you yeah. will. You know, we're going to really... But we decided Nightmare on Elm Street and we had a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I want to briefly touch upon is the ones we didn't choose um, because I think that's uh, like we have the original I believe we have access to I think we even have the sequel number two number two I know oh yes I know that's that'll come into play later but the original Nightmare on Elm Street I mean Wes Craven passing not too terribly long ago Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the theaters in the area they put out you know you could watch Nightmare on Elm Street which of course you would. Yeah, it's just a great movie in general. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's just a super scary movie. It's our introduction to Freddy. Yeah. But I also think this is something that we've seen a lot of. and Maybe recently. Yeah, absolutely. Still mm-hmm. fresh on the mind. And that's the thing with the horror show is to kind of recreate that communal experience you get in the theater. Because let's face it, we all like to stay at home. We've got great, you know, sound systems. You know, we've got our mini theaters. But man, nothing can replace going to the movie theaters and sitting down in front of the big screen for the, and seeing it for the first time. Yeah. You know, just ready for prime time, you know, just, it's just magic. So I, that, that to me was the reason I wanted to really screen that one because mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that. I've never seen it in the theater. Right. Um, and so for a lot of people, this is going to be the first time they get to see it in the theater. So I want to make sure, I wanted to have us all touch upon the first time we remember seeing Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. So I'm going to leave it to, you know, try guest here to kind of kick us off. But do you guys remember by any chance, not necessarily where you were, but just, you know. <laughs> like that, the JFK day. <laughs> exactly. You're going to dig into the law, uh, short-term night, memory there. National Elm Street But, you week. know, just maybe even. <laughs> like your introduction to the series in general mine was part four is it somehow just was uh one we recorded off cinemax and they did this my parents just let me watch part four so i just knew part four for a long time that was the only one i knew which they considered the mtv nightmare yes and uh after so many months of watching that they're like let them go ahead and watch the rest of them and they had a the other vhs where they recorded off cinemax of course one two and three so that's when I got to watch all three, which I used to love how Cinemax would do those movies because the before they would start it, they would have that, uh, this is for mature audiences and the tagline of, we will only show this at night. I think they even occasionally said that we will only show this feature at night. Yeah. I always confuse that with Creature. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, shit's going down, man. Shit's going down. We're going to see a beast tonight. <laughs> so you started with four and then yeah. reverse engineered from there. Yeah, I, I got that, introduced way way later because then I was oh they kept the the theme music from part four to part one that's nice <laughs> but yeah I went from four then to one two three got to got to get taken to the theater to see part five 
and went with my dad to the drive-in to see Freddy's Dead Damn. in 3D. Hmm. Uh, part 7, went with, again with my dad to, in October to see New Nightmare, and I think I saw uh, Freddy vs. Jason a good three times. <laughs> <laughs> Twice in the theater and at the drive-in. So needless to say, I mean, you've been hooked to Freddy ever since. It it was, it's just mine. Sure. Everyone has the one for some reason. Uh, Elm Street was always mine. And partially because I think it was because I have a sister who is 10 years older than me. So she's a teenager right at the time where Freddy is at its height in fandom. And for a Christmas present, she got a part two poster, which is it's officially <laughs> my ultimate get if I can ever find it is this part two poster. Because she would run down the hallway and terrify me with it. <laughs> so eventually I end up taking control of that power and harnessing it, and now it's my thing. You pulled a Nancy. Yeah, you didn't yeah. give it the fear. You, and I got the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, Regina, where did you get your start with it? Um, actually, I, rem- I never saw any of them in the movie theater, but I remember being in grade school, seeing the first one on cable and talking about it with a couple of kids on the playground about, oh, I finally got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street and always doing the noise and trying to do the noise, I should say. Um, and then just everyone from there, I've always just seen them on cable and been a fan. I can't, you know, be like... Um, I told when you were talking about over here just a second ago about how you saw it the three times in the theater and four times here. I totally saw that moment in Clerks Two when they were talking about Lord of the Rings and he's like three for fellowship. Four for <laughs> I totally just saw that happening. Um, I've always considered the Night Round Elm Street, you know, like the cornerstone of horror for Generation Xers. Because, I mean, there's always, there's just growing up a Generation Xer, there was, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. Those were like the holy trinity of, you know, horror growing up mm-hmm. for, you know, when it came to mainstream horror. They were new, the new universal monsters the, the universe, for that generation. Yeah, yeah, they were everybody's boogeyman. It wasn't until, like, middle school, like, I remember... Uh, it was sixth grade. I went with a friend to the Boulevard Drive-In, and back in the day, they used to show three movies. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And we saw Naked Gun, Pet Cemetery, and Child's Play. Oh wow! Wow! Whoa! Wow! So I was in sixth grade when like the Chucky like the franchise started. <laughs> but not to side, you know, sidetrack on right. Chucky or anything. But um, just I remember those three being like the first three of like real horror that you know. They're inexpensive, and you're able to yeah. duplicate yeah, it next do. year and turn a profit. Mm-hmm. Which is why and you have like, New Line Cinema at all. Next? <laughs> Who will kill Freddy? How many more will he kill? How many will he take to the boiler room? It was frightening. It was. I remember distinctly being frightened and having nightmares of the original. Because even the, I think just the idea that Wes was just going so meta, because you would have nightmares about this guy that in the movie kills you in your nightmares, which... Mm-hmm. That just makes dreaming that much more frightening. Because we all have to go to sleep. Well, yeah, you, know? that's it. you cannot. You can avoid going to summer camp. You can, <laughs> exactly. You cannot celebrate Halloween. You can ban it. You don't you have can. to walk over grates, you know. <laughs> but we all have to go to sleep. Yep. And so, yeah, he really tapped into some just a, a primal fear. Yeah, it's fantastic. So genius. None of us really got to see part three in the theater originally. By any chance, can you break that? Yes, I, yes, I can. Indian <laughs> Springs Movie Theater. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it because the first time I saw a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, it was like, I think it was like Friday Fright Night or like a uh, a cremation mortem type thing, but it was one of those late night Friday nights on TV. 
And I just remember, and I was young, and I was like, wow, this movie Question is terrifying. Is, before you went, before or after, did you go to the Fun Factory before after, <laughs> or both? Both. Hell yeah, the both. Fun Factory was both. awesome. Because you'd go, okay, so Friday the 3rd, uh, no, sorry, Nightmare 3 was the first one I saw in the movie theater. And I didn't see part two until later, so I saw one and then three, which is perfect. That's actually the you way know, you should see it. Because it's just right there, right? And so I was hyped, right? Go to the Fun Factory, you know, play some games, and then you you would what would you do is you take a five dollar bill and you play some games, and then you'd keep those tokens for later after the movie, and then go to uh, fucking Elm Street, man. That's oh, it was glorious because it was everything. It was awesome. Had the magical powers. Dude had the good kills. There's a reason why this is one of the fan favorites. Not mm-hmm. necessarily in terms of a sequel, but I know there are some people that prefer it over the original. And that's where yeah. I, I kind of want to start, because you mentioned it in terms of the sequel. Um, and I'll defend Freddy's Revenge to this day. I uh, think it's misunderstood. Um, I think they tried to go a different direction, which was interesting. But ultimately... Blu-ray, I think, helped a lot. Because I had a hard time initially connecting with that movie because of the horrible quality of what has of already what been was on but once i able to get the blu-ray of that i was like this thing looks so much better it's into it and the makeup looks so much more better the with, makeup's really well that was the first time the resolution of it, it really popped yeah because yeah. that's i think the first time kevin yeager started doing some yes. of the effects work right yes uh, going to the you know the third being a fan favorite i think that the reason why that is is because uh, if follows kind of a formula where a third always ends up being a lot of people's favorites for the fact that you know even in tv shows because series you know season one or Mm -hmm. episode one you always have you know just the character establishment of who this is and all that Mm -hmm. the second season they haven't quite gotten into hot water they're leading into that and then at the end of two holy shit that's when the shit hits the fan season three or episode three is when it's like oh fuck it's going down and this is going to be nothing but awesome (laughs) and a lot of movies and tv series tend to follow that kind of formula so that's why three tends to be a fan favorite and then something to add on to that, I think because, like you said, the first episode is always about talking about characters. And you can look at it like that. The first episode is starting to build this world, right? It's located primarily in the house, the little neighborhood and all that stuff. It's building its mythos. It's building its own, like, origin story. Two, fine, but three connects. <laughs> three, like, the, okay, this is the story we're ready to tell. It's just like... It goes from one person dealing with this... To the whole it crew. takes it to the take the, takes it out into the world, and we can all connect with each one of these characters on some level mm-hmm. of different you know personal problems or you know whatever you connect with with that character, right? And that's I think the strength of this film, and why I think so many people are actually they gravitate to it is the strength of the cast. I mean, these are characters that were introduced to I genuinely cared for. Hell, some of them I actually really identified with. I mean, who didn't identify with the wizard? You know, oh, I, I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. come on, the wizard master. Magic missile. <laughs> I wasn't into D&D and magic like that, but I can, you know, well, relate even... with the outcast. Exactly. No, and that's, those are the kind of the themes they always tend to... You would. I always wanted magic powers. Well, sure. <laughs> well, sure. Did. I always wanted to be able to bend things. I always wanted to be beautiful and bad. You know, I mean, <laughs> I always wanted to be a T one thousand, but that's a different story. <laughs> that's another episode. So, um, so I, what, what was your? 
the so the first time I saw it was at my aunt Kay's house. Now, mm-hmm. if anyone's ever listened to the podcast, they know I was lucky enough to have HBO growing up, which was fantastic. I was cultural currency back in the day. Uh, I had oh, yeah. a cousin that worked in a video store, so I got to rent whatever I wanted to. But Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, for some reason, was a film that I never got to originally just on VHS. But I always saw my aunt. Not only did she have it, so we only had HBO. My aunt had HBO, Cinemax, and Showtime. Oh, did you get? Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the little like the packets that would come for HBO, or it would be like a little mini, yep. like a mini program, a, yep. and tell you what was coming out, so you could schedule. Predator comes on seven <laughs> o'clock on Saturday. Back in the day, that's People what you come did. Over. <laughs> you pl- you would plan that shit out a month in advance because they would yeah. give you a month in advance. But yeah, I just happenstance. We need those again. It would be nice, wouldn't it? To like, like a like a hard copy book, like a little magazine, a little pamphlet, you know, just like, hey, you like watching Face Off? I do. <laughs> Thursdays at seven. Okay. <laughs> it was so much more personal than an algorithm, you know, that puts up stuff for you now. Yeah. No, so I just remember seeing it at her house, and my uncle had this great recliner that, with scary movies, I would hide behind. And then just peek over the... And I remember seeing A Nightmare on Elm Street there that way. And then part three as well. But part three, the thing that really got me was... I was scared because this was 87 when that came out. So I saw it on... So it was probably around 88. I was about 10 to 12 years old. And I, I still knew I was supposed to be afraid of Nightmare on Elm Street. But then there were these bits of like... Of levity that would come through where you, it's genuinely funny and it's just that <laughs> yeah. weird contrast because I'm scared but I'm laughing and that's such a weird feeling because you don't anticipate those two working so well especially at that age yeah and yeah so that in itself was kind of a thrill and it was just and it was just I was just it, it was just a magical experience because I'm you know looking over the entire time but I'm like oh oh <laughs> Because you had the balance right on that one. Yeah. It was perfect on the balance. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I think, one of the things that's interesting is Freddy Krueger. I mean, he is... He's in the, he's an icon. He's, 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 he's yeah. the franchise. And I think a lot of people get upset with this movie because this is the one where they gave him personality. But this is the beginning uh, of the turn. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, yeah, no. He's not... Yeah. Welcome to primetime, bitch, is the peak and turn. Yes, it's when you because in the first one he is just this very he doesn't speak a lot he's it's a very little very mm-hmm. much so the enigma yeah and he's he's terrifying and he's relentless and this one though he becomes Freddy like a lot of people when you think Freddy Krueger this is the one where he starts that transition yeah so what is your thoughts on that in terms of are did you want always the scary Freddy or were you good with what Part Three did with him I think just you there's you have to just transition it's just unavoidable because he can't be can be articulate and can speak as opposed to the others who are silent and they're gonna remain the same throughout the series because he can't speak it has to sure he can't remain a mystery they have to get more out there otherwise you end up with like um it's the, the shape it's, it's <laughs> yeah you end up with, with the thorn <laughs> oh god yeah let's not talk about that that's uh <laughs> but it <laughs> oh now i get you the one I always had questions about, like, what was up with the man in the boots? Yes, Why did uh, this yes, I, I sold her on buying the Blu-ray just because I heard it's like, oh, yeah, there is there is a cut scene of Michael Myers raping Jamie Lloyd and impregnating her. Oh, Lord. What? 
Yeah, I'm the, like, I gotta see the this. The fabled producer's cut. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, I think that's more the, the smut cut with that one there. Is it's it sad collection. that he said rape and I was in? Zombie are, bam. That's what, again, that little <laughs> section DVD section you have, we're not going to talk about. But <laughs> I know the punch words. Do you, or the safe words. Uh, so <laughs> Now, do you have a preference, Regina, in terms of like the Scary Friday to the more wisecracking? Um, I I don't necessarily need the wisecracks, but I did like how they kind of brought him on as a, you know, more of a personality. I kind of felt like you get a little more answers to your questions as opposed to just the speculation of, like, the diary and the sure. legend of the town and stuff. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a little bit from him, like, no, this is why this Would is happening. Would you prefer more backstory than what they did with, like, how they introduce his, his mom and the entire backstory on that as opposed to the comedy the kind of the question i really kind of want answered more than anything was was he really a child molester it's always speculated they had to toy around that because a a case came out right as the first movie was coming out which involved a preschool where it was uh teachers were molesting students on like a very systematic basis so as wes was doing this he decided well well, we're gonna just slightly he'll it'll be you know, you'll think that, it's, but he'll never outright say it. So that's why he switched to I mean, a child be, murderer, which what right. he defined as the worst crime imaginable is to harm a child. Right. Well, I mean, you can be a child murderer without touching them, but mm-hmm. I just it makes always, it worse. I always got yeah, that yeah. pedophile vibe from it. Oh no, they, it was like, it was, it was, he like licks the back of the picture and puts it in the photo album. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that totally says pedophile. See, it's, to it's me. the difference between Roberts, Freddie, and uh, Jackie Earl Haley's because they they went for the the pedophile yeah. in the reboot in which that one in the originals, I feel like you could, you would want to put on the Freddie mask, the glove, the sweater, but you go to the reboot and it, you feel a lot dirtier about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take it off now? <laughs> Genius. Where do you fall in that camp? I like, um, I like the fact that Freddie talks and like we, you were saying earlier, it gives, it's made him step out in front of, of like Michael Myers and all mm-hmm. that because it sets him apart. And I think that's the thing. I like him a little wisecracky. I really do, but still like terrifying because he adds that insult to injury, that psychological insult to injury. He takes your fears and fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, cause like Jason will fuck you up. Michael will fuck you up, but this guy will fuck you up and laugh at you too. At the same time, he put, so, it takes it to your, your weaknesses mm-hmm. right and right things you like the most and turns it on you exactly and so that's why he will fuck you up in different ways and i i like it when it's more like subtle dark more like three but i did enjoy following the story of uh the whole alice arc and that's I yeah. did enjoy that one part so I, three is technically the first part in kind of a, a, a the trilogy because it kind of flows well you know more so than to other ones so yeah. I, I like I like Silly Freddy. I, I agree. Go- I, not goofy, though. Well, and that's where I, what's interesting with Freddy, though, is that there are the contention that really love the, the super zany Freddy, and then there's ones Looney that... The, the, he becomes <laughs> super <a> Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> part, part six becomes, yeah, yeah. becomes a straight Looney Tune. And it was interesting, because they really probably could have gone the other way with that, but they just kept going kind of almost the logical conclusion to what he was going at the time. I did like the um, cockroach kill. Oh, yeah. Part, part, oh, man. Part, that one always four. grosses Dib. me out. I have to... Okay. They couldn't you, settle on her. That's my thing is they couldn't settle on her because she had a thing for roaches and a thing for working out. For working. They should have picked one of the two for the kill. I, You know what? I thought it worked. I, I thought it worked, I yeah, because... It worked. But I thought that was the last really effective kill. That was like... 
after like three right and for number four that was the last one of the series that was like really that i feel was like the first kill where like the the person wasn't even there for the kill like that like the very she could have come in that day to work but like you died last night on the screen (laughs) okay we have had a debate for a little while now about the cockroach kill Uh when he squeezes when he squeezes the cockroach box. Oh, yeah, box. yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll win this one, too. When he squeezes the cockroach box and all the shit oozes out. All the goo? Out. What is it? What is it? It's a roach motel. It's a, that's, it's her it's transformed as a roach. Yeah, I just assume it's her gooey. Is yeah. it her or the glue? I think it's, it's the her. glue. Oh, okay. It's so the, we're, so there's not that just, much fucking was, glue in that in I that thought it was the goo. Trap. It's the glue. I thought it was the guts and goo, yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's the glue. because no, the glue it's too. the goo. It's the glue. Here's why Here's why it is the glue, okay? It when looks you, like glue. When you, it, one, it looks <laughs> like glue, but when you step on a roach motel, right, the glue steps out of the side. Now, you've already crunched what's inside. It's just kind of like if you smash a Twinkie, the cream filling is going to come out. Sure, Not sure. necessarily all the metal, but just, <laughs> right? But I think the way it's shot is implied. It's, it's that, the glue. It's yeah, the glue that squishes glue. out. It I guess is the glue. That's my own naivety, I guess, because I haven't squashed a lot of Roach Motels in my day. I think <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm going to put that on my bucket list, things okay. that I can cross off. Crime.county, baby. Crime.county. <laughs> just to put our other argument out there from a slasher franchise that we have ongoing even though that <laughs> fuck shelly no yeah <laughs> we of course both love jason takes manhattan love it and the big debate in between us and that movie is who has the more painful death if you had to take one of the deaths which of these two do you think it would be the worst one to get through hers I think it's the guy that gets the hot rock in the sauna and his chest goes oh, up yeah. in flames. Okay, that's the boxer dude after he gets his ass kicked by Julius. Yeah, that's him. that's pretty or gnarly. His death, which Uncle I Charles. admit is fucking heinous, but the Uncle Charles in the barrel of toxic waste. Mm. Which we even had, we even asked this to Kane when he was at con, oh. and he did answer us. But I'll say the answer. Say the answer. Yeah, I. Hmm. I, I've, uh, I'm a child of the 80s, so I'm kind of predisposed to fearing toxic waste and just knowing that it's like... Drowning always, in it upside down? It's that's, in the downtown area. It's just flooding the underground area. Yeah. That's, so unfortunately, I think I've got to go with that because yeah. it's just this instinctual fear I have. Yeah. It's, it's not my fault. It's the 80s fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Because you're in the sewer with fucking Chuds and Jason, <laughs> just, and you're in toxic waste, the most miserable fucking thing. I've seen RoboCop. It's miserable. It's miserable. And you're just drowning in it and sizzling. You are cooking not, in your own juice in a filthy fucking sewer. Not that the not that the sauna death wouldn't be horrendous and everything. But At I least think- you're relaxed. You know what I'm saying? You're in a sauna. You're having a good time. You're getting the hot rock massage. You're all good. There was no it takes massage. A, it, it takes a dark turn. But at least for that brief moment, you're okay. If you're drowning head first in toxic ways, you know you're drowning head first. In he was actually ways. pretty miserable there because he just got done fighting uh, Julius. So he's in that he's in that sauna with several like the the, the ego is bruised as well. So and so he's he's just there licking his wounds. He's fine. Let's cruise for those babes later. Yeah, he and cruise. So what what did what did Kane ultimately side on? Kane agreed with the toxic waste. Really? (laughs) 
Fuck I, y'all. I, I know, stand. No. <laughs> you know what? Everybody can be toxic waste till the end of fucking time. I'm going to stand by my hot rock death. I think you should. I think you should. No, hot rocks deserves, you know. Hot rocks. Red rocks. <laughs> Which I had him sign. I got an 8 by 10 autograph by Kane. I was like, can you sign the answer to the end of this oh, debate? nice. He signed nice. the back of it. You won the debate. You. And he underlined it. You won the debate. Validation, That's y'all. some Freddy shit. That's some insult to injury. <laughs> you know speak- what? I stand by my choice. No, no. <laughs> well, then let's talk a little bit about the kills in part three, because uh-huh. I think one of the reasons people dig this movie so much they're is... They're good kills. Oh, my God. They were they're, they're, they're good kills. They re- they upped the ante in this film. In terms of what you should do with a sequel, in terms of you know turning things to 11, they really do with this one. I think they had a little bit more budget, and then you had Kevin yes. Yeager and his crew yeah. just... I mean, just doing... Um, around the Because after a Three Stooges bird... After the Three oh, Stooges bird, bird and part two, and, and, and after after like the, ho- the hobo, that. after the hobo dog guy, after that, I think yeah. we wanted. To, we were like, okay, we're done with this. Because what uh, for Granted, me, that dude was working on aliens and had a little bit more. On was his a little, that's yeah. true. Yes. That's true. But at the same time, for me, at least in part one, there was the fountain of blood, mm-hmm. all this crazy shit. You know, part two. We got a little towel whipping and uh, something. <laughs> ah, and then they're like, Cop! Hey, now the bird was, this... was funny. The bird, I was like ready for, whap, 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 you know. <laughs> there was Don's Clue place that. <laughs> that um that CD, you know, gay S and M bar. Oh yeah, Don's place. Don's yeah. place. <laughs> I bought a copy of the game Probe. <laughs> Next time I run into Mark Penn, I will have him sign my copy. Yeah, of you Probe. Know, I should have brought the pop guns from the store. <laughs> part two will get its own episode it's guaranteed even if it's not within the retrospective that we do because i do think that's a that's like part friday 13 part five i think it's one of those that needs to be reevaluated oh, yeah. and rewatched yeah but no, it can go deep it's, on part two. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> in more ways than one it was it's a good it's a good it's one. a really good one yeah, yeah it even is. it's the fact that they that even mark was talking about how they flipped a lot of things like yeah notice that mm-hmm. um kim's kim meyer's best friend plays like a guy's role yeah mm-hmm. the dude is constantly coming up to her and she's shoving him up. oh yeah and the only people that die in part two are guys yes. yeah it's an it, no it's a it's a fascinating little film um mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't get its due uh but the the kills in part three standouts for you guys um tara manning's death the little mouths that always gross they always me the look like eyeballs to me yeah they're what did no, you say they look like eyeballs? they always look like little eyeballs I, I always just, they were mouths yeah i always that well, little sucking again, thing again i go one. back to my vhs <laughs> quality days <laughs> you gotta adjust the tracking a little so even with blu-ray where you can see what it clearly is my mind is still gonna tell me what it was for years well, well this speaks to like the cruelty of freddy it's in terms of tapping mm-hmm. into your deepest fear and that's was a junkie yeah and it's established yeah. early on and that's the great thing with all these characters in this film is they each all have that like psychosis thing that one thing that's keeping them there the and then walking puppeteer that oh, that's eyeball the, chambers that's mine I, yes that is chris eyeball chambers yeah. holy you're shit you're making me fuck up the snake part <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tattoo with a real blade there otherwise no that <laughs> remains that one actually i think is my favorite kill from the film because you in the way it was very poetic Oh yeah, no, very much mm-hmm. so. The, the Freddy transformation when it goes from the doll and then his little face face melts like oh the time lapse yes yeah. That, yeah. And that's as old school as you can get, but it's so effective. It, yeah. it looks good still. Yeah, it does. AI, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. And today, that's where they'd have the little CGI thing, you know, and yeah. just be a little green screen and this the, just the practical effects. Because when he is being p- 
puppeted around the waiting room. The sound design, if you listen to, and he yes, and he walks like a marionette. Like it's just he feels like sells like spider web, like a a sound. Lord, like those old school like marionette. Have you ever gone one of those freaky old school marionette puppetries? They used to have one at Worlds of Fun. Right, and you would go in there, and it would be like, "Welcome to the theater of the mind." <laughs> right? It was ridiculous, and I'm sitting there like, "Whoa!" And so, like, when did I, they scurry? They did. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, they scurry. They were like doing ballet dancing. Like, doo, 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 doo. it was the freakiest shit. And I'm like, I need to go. You know? <laughs> Can I be excused, please? Right. So when he does that little puppet thing, and then the way the guy walks, it's he sells like, it. Doo, 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 doo. It's awful. It's horrific. I do like the welcome to primetime bitch death. That's the best line. I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that te- head in the TV and then him finding her that way. There's no That's way right that TV would have been fucking That's right up there with finding Joey in the, ba- in the water bed. <laughs> There's like, no she's way a that off the ground. stayed. That, but you, you can't bring a lot that kind of logic to this movie. Otherwise, you know. I also like the, just, slight bit of hum- the slight bit of humor that, that some will get off that, too. Of like It's oh, kind of horrific that he comes out of the television. Oh, it's frightening. But it's funny because they put the antennas right in there. Movie, they right? are moving. Well, it's the attention to detail like that that I really makes Freddy so much more, dare I say, charming in this one. Well, he's like an evil Bugs Bunny because yeah. he even does the whole like. He puts does on rock a, his tuxedo. He, and then, yeah, he's an evil Bugs Bunny because he has the blonde wig and he's making out in the waterbed. And next thing, I'm like, surprise! Like, it's Freddy season, you know? <laughs> That's a horrific, like, I wish I could get a, like, to be able to see that deleted scene. I've seen still images of where initially it's where she backs up off of him. And it's like a, a molded Freddy's head. Oh, that's right. On the, the body. Of yeah. The, well, hey, you know. belongs on the confused boner mm, stuff. Yeah. That, sure. <laughs> horror movies have contributed a lot to the awkward, awkward horrible boners. boners. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, hey, you that's know the nurse would, fantasy right there, too. <laughs> yeah, it, you yeah, know there is. would be guys out there jerking it to the fucking titty Freddy. Of course. Of course. There's probably There's a website I want that now. On a t-shirt right? right now. It's jerking it to the titty Freddy. Freddy, but it looks like from the, it I looks wanna, like from the Howling red, 2. It's just got like six tits. I want a red and white ringer shirt with that image on it and Freddy Titty on the back. Trademark uh, Regina. Atomic Cotton, make it happen, you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Make the bed to Atomic Cotton. I'll get that put on a hoodie, on a t-shirt. <laughs> you just got to give me one free. That's a decal in the back yeah. of the car. I was going to say, that'll go up on the side of your van. <laughs> to the Titty Freddy Mobile. <laughs> to the t- you just see... I picked my kids up in that van. Oh, yeah. I'm- <laughs> you, you honk the horn. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'll be asked not to come back to school. <laughs> That would be pretty right, uh, and then you've got it. You've got to carry around a jump a jump rope with you at all times, so you can just break that shit out, man. The one, two. Oh my god! Well, that's the fact that you also let's you get boobs in this film as well. So there's a little something for everyone for in everybody. terms of like the horror film. Um, the first one you do of the series too. That's right. That's true. Actually, yeah. That's right. Because about the closest you get in part two is Grady and, you know, uh, Marshall Bell's, Marshall Bell's <laughs> butt, you know, which is always kind of fantastic. <laughs> Bugs! <laughs> now, um, another, the other thing that I think that a lot of people ref, uh, really enjoy, too, is the fact that we get so many original characters coming back. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Nancy's back. 
you yes. know, John Saxon. John Saxon is back. My God. And it just adds to just that almost like the nostalgia feel of going back to those original characters because, you know, you're kind of invested in them. And mm-hmm. I would have liked to seen John Saxon do some like karate kung fu moves. That <laughs> White guy bad. kung fu. Well, it's oh, kind of it's kind of Doctor Dragon. It's kind of like an Elseworlds where he gets on gone to fight Doctor Claw because <laughs> he actually you. got his chance. Yeah. Freddy's got the mirrors and everything. He did get <laughs> off the island of Han with Bruce Lee. So this is true. There, so. he left the island of Han. Became a sheriff yeah. in a town in Ohio. <laughs> exactly. Burned a child monster alive. <laughs> became an alcoholic and then a security guard. That's- all part of Dr. Claw's boy. <laughs> Send him to Detroit. <laughs> All to Poor be murdered, murdered mysteriously in an, an auto in an auto graveyard. Yeah, and that's ultimately that's the saddest thing. And spoilers. obviously spoilers here. No, no, no. I mean anyone that's listening to this knows what but the fact that they, they do kill off both of them in this film, which was very shot. I mean, do you remember just in terms of feeling just like <gasps> Yeah, you, you with Nancy died and yeah. Charquette, uh, Kristen's all holding her crying and stuff. No I, pun I, there either. Of all the other ones, he gets puns. But that one, it's just oh, die. Die. No, it's personal. Yeah, yeah, it's very personal. Again, just a little detail that I really like on that, that it, it was just, that was his, F all this noise. I'm mm-hmm. going straight to the kill on that. And then Patricia Arquette in this film, Lawrence Fishburne. So many good actors in this, that, you know, that got their start, especially with this one here, mm-hmm. which I don't know, did... In part four, the, was the was there any was the lack of Patricia Arquette was that jarring for anyone? Uh, I don't like it when they Initially. switch. You know, that's like the whole switching horses midstream. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if it happens because of contract negotiations and stuff, I, sure. I, I believe it was due that, to her but... pregnancy. Ah, damn it! I'll be honest. I was digging Alice. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you, you were okay with the passing I, of the torch. I was all right. I was like, hey, I was like, my mind was on Alice. I was like, eh, Alice, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's even a- quiet and meek, or when she became karate badass. <laughs> but do you think after that that all quiet and meek girls have a pair Could of ripped jeans, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. spiked yeah. wristband? I liked in their that closet. quiet. I liked that quiet and meek. And then when she showed off, she was a badass. Mm-hmm. It was like fucking Batman Begins. You know, <laughs> it was pretty badass. I, li- I liked Alice. Yeah. Well, they added there was another element that they added were able to add into the franchise. You suck face. <laughs> like, brought it back to the high school. Oh my god. When she says no though in that when he's like and she's like no that is just the most I know I do not it's a frightening a frightened no. That's really effective man. That's <laughs> not Yeah. No, there's, uh, we talked about Kevin Yeager's effect work on this but can we talk a little bit about the Fred the Freddy snake in this film? The Freddy penis. The, the Freddy yeah. penis. Yes. The most phallic thing it ever. It was designed to look like a penis and painted pink and everything. And once they Freddy's brought it to penis. set, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so they had a, like an hour, Kevin had to paint it green to take it down to like a worm looking level. And it still works really well. You know, mm-hmm. as yeah. a kid, it kind of, when Except- she was getting eaten up, it did make me a little tingly. I'll That's, have to <laughs> That's the avenue it opened for you as you know, you just, you took your first step into a larger world. I do get taken out slightly now at, almost 33 because also being a uh, wrestler lifelong wrestling fan if you'll notice when she gets gobbled up there initially she is waving her hands but as soon as she goes to fall back she does the classic cross arm so she doesn't fuck up her shoulders her sh- so it slightly takes out it's like oh she's doing a safety <laughs> move there when she hits you never know Kristen could have been a wrestling fan you know and like deep and down inside that was the nerf freddy they called it too. the nerf freddy because it wouldn't there was no hardware attached to that actual snake because the director didn't want any hardware to hurt Patricia. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. So when it went to eat her, it would just collapse. That's right. And then didn't they do like a little reverse shot? 
the magic of cinema. That's what I like about this, though. And that huge, that huge fucking snake is all practical and real. Yeah. Again, if you get that, if you do that now, think well. In Freddy didn't work that day, they weren't going to use. Oh yeah, you lost the shot. You lost a day with that. So So imagine make something work Mm. then and there. I totally was going to have like a eat and collapse comment there, but oh, eat. Yeah, but it just slipped by. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) The moment has passed. Unfortunately, in high school. (laughs) I love anytime she can whip out the hatchet delayed a comeback line on those are good those are always fancy <laughs> always finds one but she th- finds it a good 20 minutes after an argument has ended I where that shit because <laughs> she tries like and that was right <laughs> there's that bit in arrested development where um it's uh, oscar and michael are talking to each other michael goes shut up and there's a good like minute long beat and finally oscar turns like you shut up and it's just again <laughs> the, the moment is long past but it's still effective so i can appreciate that more than it's probably over. more than anyone on that i say at that point no spider-man leaps you can't make that jump <laughs> with great power you guys so what else about this film just in terms of where would you place this in like your hierarchy of elm street films oh this is my favorite one this is your yeah. favorite yes it is the it, yeah it yeah. is the go-to it is three one four god two it, i like throwing two's gotten a lot higher in there so mm-hmm. it's 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 for me it, it rotates basically around one two and three absolutely that feels like it's a it, to me, that's its own set of three, and then four, five, and six feel like it's it's the going into the '90s mm-hmm. versions of it, and then you then <laughs> then, then you have what, what we have today. Yep, and yeah. it, it is what it is. It, it, yeah. Well, we were all very fortunate to kind of grow up in the heyday of the '80s, just in terms of the horror films, because I don't know if there's been any decade since in terms of just pure icons great movies genre defining films that we did in the 80s do you have we had that since well and i even, think in the like the two the, about the 2000s you started to have the uh Ghost japanese face? horror the j-horror but nothing to the point of freddy freddy dolls oh my god freddy what about Ghostface? Well, and the one thing you can't see here guys though really and we're gonna get to <laughs> Ghostface is um chris and regina brought their freddy paraphernalia no Chris. Chris did. Chris Strictly his. because I, I was too young, and, and and we we were an all right doing family, but we would always occasionally go to the mall, mm-hmm. and I would go into Spencer's and see at the height of all of it, Freddy uh, fandom and merchandise. So all the things I was not allowed or unable to get when I was young, I make up for now. So <laughs> darn right, that's what you do now. Well, we we actually were able to play. We uh, Chris had a forty five <laughs> of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Nightmare on My Street Street, and we were able to play it on my record player. Which it was a little little staticky, but it was still great to hear. It, how, okay, Freddie, let's see how many music how many like bands have bested him in a music video. Uh, Three that I know of. There's Dokken. There's Dokken. There's the Fat Boys. And then there's DJ Jazzy Jeff. They make they make a video for that one? What? With the Fat Boys? Are you ready for Freddy? The Fat Boys, yeah, but no, but um, Uh, DJ and... Yeah, Nightmare on My Street. I believe they did. Yeah. I believe they did. Yeah. You ain't never see it? No. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, say we're going to YouTube after this recording, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But then Zeb, you... I do have the I do have the videos of Doc and Ann Houdini. Yeah, I said Houdini. Houdini. I said Houdini. Oh Houdini! Even though he's, he's so not that's really in that. they, just, they just wrap around the set though with intercut shots of the movie. Yeah. But, but uh, it still counts. But, does, right? does count. but, but, but I would does, agree. But does, did Houdini best? Freddy. Did he best him? That's no. right. 
You know, maybe, huh? with, maybe with some of their wardrobe, they beca- <laughs> they became friends. <laughs> How many of us have them? <laughs> but I think I think this is num- part three is the one where that kind of that push started because I yeah, think four is when it really exploded. But three gave us that three where he was where he was in character hosting videos on MTV and yeah. interviewing Dawkins. Which is so in bizarre. Did he go on Arsenio Hall once in character? No, that was Jason. Jason. I do know Jason did that. that He's completely there's silent. There's the other thing. My first DVD set was the Elm Street series, and that initial DVD run had a bonus DVD on it, and that has ruined me for DVDs and Blu-ray bonus content for life. Because I popped that in, I was like, I'll just see what's on this bonus thing. Probably some cool stuff. Maybe a couple hours. Three days later, <laughs> you come out with a beard. Uh, just uh, well, I mean, that's what I like about you guys. We also enjoy. Yeah, you didn't sleep through the whole. No, <laughs> no, I couldn't stop. And it had all those intercuts of like them doing even outtakes of him doing introductions on MTV, bringing in Dawkins. Oh, that's rad. That's really rad, actually. I mean, imagine though that. What started as the child molester murderer turned into something. Child's toys. Yes. How bizarre is that? Yeah. And we were... remember the sleepwear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's twisted to think about how that's how did that happen. Nightmare on Elm Street backpacks. Yes, yes. You could do Lunch it boxes. Lunch boxes. Feminine products. Outrage. Feminine products. Feminine products. Oh God! Oh. Well, plug it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Fred dildo. That's I, that. I'm sure it exists out there. I mean, come on, we're a sick society here. Come on, how easy though? You got a glove. Oh yeah. Good. Oh, that's oh. there's another one. I'm. You got the body. That's another odd piece of thing of uh, something I'd like to add to my collection is the porn parody. The porn parody? There is a porn parody. It's a wet dream on Elm Street. Of and I have seen clips where he does have four black dildos oh, on no. the glove. And they're black. Yes. <laughs> are they, what color are they? <laughs> That's, is it just hard to find? I'm just, you know, in today's yeah. day and age now, it's probably just on some like 16 millimeter print. I need, I, <laughs> I need to just own that as a DVD or whatever. But it is weird to constantly go into Surreal's be like, you guys got wet dream on Elm Street yet? <laughs> No, you know they've got you on next week. Yeah, they've they've got you on the list. Going here he comes. Do we got it? Yeah, go to the store where Randall works at. (laughs) I'm gonna get. Shit, I've already got a tagline at my tattoo shop because I have a half sleeve front and back and a and a corner chest piece of Elm Street tattoos. Mm -hmm. And at the shop when they call up, they're like, "It's it's a horror movie." Chris calling. He wants to schedule his next appointment. There's there's something to be said about knowing being known that way, especially in that society. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, and no. getting Heather Langenkamp's autograph. I was gonna right, say it's right a, underneath her, her mm-hmm. uh, tongue tongue phone tattoo. Yep. Oh my god! Speaking of three, how good was Nancy? She's great. Yeah. She's fantastic. I, that was one of my favorite things seeing her come back. Mm-hmm. And here, no, I distinctly remember the first time I saw it was when she's talking about she's talking to the, uh, that other therapist, and she's like, "I have experience with nightmares." Watching it, I still I was like, "Yeah, you do." I said it out loud to the TV. I think more than anything, I was trying to like downplay how scared I still was, but I was just like, "That's that's my girl, man." I lo- I love Nancy. She was yeah. rocking the rogue. Oh, she well, yeah. Who, well, who had bigger hair, her or Dawkin? <laughs> in part three, I'll, I'll probably Dawkin. say Dawkin. Yeah, <laughs> don't mess with George Lynch, man. That guy will mess you up on the guitar and with his hair. Now, there's so much to like about this film. It's truly a fan favorite. Um, I cannot wait to see this with a big crowd. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there for the intro, which is going to be a bummer. So, Genius I'm is going to drag it out. But we are, we do have the X rated director's cut. and Which I'm curious if it has that opening, right. original, like 
the song that is played on the radio. See, because I heard on the radio an I instrumental. No, no, yeah, well, no, it's gonna be uh, Freddie Titty. Freddie Titty. Ooh. <laughs> or it could be the other, you know, off-spoken glove that we're referring to here. But no, that's gonna be a really good one to see in the theater. I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty-five. It's a, it's a bucket list item for me. Cause it it's, is. It's even. It's. I said, oh man, this sucks. It's on a night where it's like I got to go into it's, work. And work overnight the oh. next day, but it's like I cannot pass up the chance to finally see this in a the theater. Part four now is the only one I have left to try to get to see in the theater. Mm. And after that, I've mean. officially marked them all off the list. I've seen them all in the theater. See, that's rad. And that, that honestly, that's why I'm glad we're able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm exactly. Like, well, I'm glad we can serve. But that communal experience, just being able that you can't beat that, man. And being able to bring these movies back the way that we can, I'm so, I mean, this is going to be great. We've got the next few months already planned out. I mean, we've got, <laughs> there's going to be so much more to go on. But I guess final thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, you guys? Um, I thought it had a lot of nice creative deaths. Um all the way from, you know, the dungeon master to the junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, I the wizard thought, master. Yes. <laughs> dungeon master. <laughs> yes. Going back to the... Gary uh, hey, hey, guy going to sue a bitch. But we know what's going on. You're yeah. going to that Pulp Fiction category. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and I thought it kind of gave him some, you know, a little depth to the personality besides just the whole, you know, I'm here to kill people in their dreams. Yeah. They actually gave him some layers. Yeah. Like an onion. Yep, very much. And going back to that uh, wheelchair, that was a terrifying ass wheelchair. It man. really was. That was a, that was a mean kill. That's that's why <laughs> Freddie. Kill a handicapped even, person. He that was a be mean. No, no, he's, yeah, he's but he's definitely he's de- shit even more scarier behind the scenes because they <clears throat> the only thing they could do is have like they had a two by four yeah. over his chest that he had to hit with the real glove yeah. and not miss. Yeah, and uh, and if you haven't seen Never Sleep Again. Stop what you're doing. Oh, it's so good. Take out four or five hours of your life four and, and en- it's and enjoy yourself. That is an amazing, amazing documentary. The same guys did the Crystal Lake, uh, Crystal Lake Memories. Memories. I'd love them to see, you know, tackle like the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a know. Halloween one out there, but it was it's done by somebody else entirely. Oh, really? But that, it, is yeah. it still pretty good? It's fan. I, I should have brought it with me, but I have it on a DVD. I need oh. to. I've been trying to find a copy for you, but it's <laughs> it's narrated by PJ Souls. Really? Oh, yeah. totally, totally. My goodness. Well, and that's it, and it goes all the way up to right before the reboot. Yeah. Damn. Well, we got to seek it out, man. Something else on the list. Mm-hmm. Halloween, oh. twenty five years of terror. Okay, so let's. Oh, let me go back. Speaking of reboot, what do you think about the reboot? I didn't like the makeup. Hands down, <laughs> he just looked. Initially, yes, I, I I was I was put off the first few seconds, but I just I just went with it, and I'm it's it's not my it's not my favorite, but I I do f- still find ways to enjoy it. I'm still all right with it. I didn't walk out going that sucks. I still bought the Blu-ray when it came out. <laughs> I was gonna say that was in the the collection. I was yeah, saying. if it's Elm Street, I'm I will buy it <laughs> regardless. You Regina, you're yeah yeah no. Uh, I'll stick with my original series. Yeah, she she checked. I brought the the Blu-ray home and put it in, and she checked that as soon as. It sucks because it's right off the bat. You get to see it too. And she's like, "I'm out." <laughs> he kind of looked like a turtle, didn't he? There was just something about his nose. And yeah, like he looked like bit a off by turtle. a Saigon hooker or something. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look like it moved right. The mouth didn't look like it quite moved right. Right. Well, weren't they going for more? They tried they to go more realistic. Real. Yeah, like they took his ears off entirely. And I and I was I was sold to try it out because I it was the whole reason I went to see Watchmen 
because mm-hmm. I got to hear who was playing Freddy. He's a great and, actor. Yeah, and saw the previews for Watchmen. I was like, well, I'm going to watch this and see what I'm going to be in for. And then when I saw it, I was like, this looks, he does really good. Mm-hmm. He's short, but really good. So true, true. I guess confession. I still haven't seen the reboot. I just had no desire for it, it it's and it's. Just, I don't it know. feels like it moves a lot faster. Does it? Like it feels like they get to they know what's going on a whole lot faster. Well, Even I, though we know what it is, it right, feels like they right. should get to that conclusion a lot slower than what they do. And you know, uh, we've talked about remakes before. You know, some of them I can dig. Some of them, you know, if I don't like, it doesn't yeah, erase the fact yeah. that the original still exists. You know, yes. exactly. it's one we can always revisit. Um, but what do you think is going to be the future of the franchise at this point? I've heard they want to do another. I've heard two things. I've heard they want to do another reboot, fresh reboot. And then I've heard the other reboot idea is where they're going to literally try to do another Dream Warriors. Hmm. Just start as if in the story has already been going on and just start fresh with a new version of Dream Warriors. I like that idea significantly better than another reboot rehash. You know what I'm saying? We already know. We already saw the first one didn't didn't do it. Let's see what else we can do. You know and what I'm I, saying? And I did sign the petition, the online petition, <laughs> for uh, for Doug Jones to get a crack at. Ah. I thought he would be an interesting Freddy. Bring a different take on the character? Yeah, he would. Can you just picture, like, what was it, the the tall man in, uh, not Anger Scrim, but in Pan's Labyrinth? Mm-hmm. And Doug Jones put, like, a little green and uh, red uh, <laughs> sweater on him? He, I thought he looked really good on, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the gentlemen? gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. He did yeah. a real creepy... Pretty good job with that. Oh, there's no doubt he'd do a great job, but just you know, ultimately, if you get the uh, the, the role there, but would it be wisecracking or would he be? Just... I don't think so. I'd like to see it. Go I think kind of be... like how they redid the Batman. You know, it's like you had your Tim Burton Batman, and then you came out with the Christopher Nolan Batman, where it was like you want you want the darker. new Freddy to make the old one look campy, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is this ain't your grandma's, you know, Freddy Exploding kids. Exploding birds. I think they did that yeah. on their own. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, Again, Bravo. Bravo. Dropping of the mic. Right. <laughs> Blame the cheap seed all you want. <laughs> the cheap seed. I think it was the heat in the house. It was like 90 <laughs> degrees in there. <laughs> damn cherry, cherry bomb. What is it? What is it? Damn damn cherry, damn cherry, bomb. Cherry, bomb. cherry bomb up there. Firecrackers. The Klugeliger. Fantastic. <laughs> um, no, I would like to see it go dark. I want to see it go scary. You know, put the fear back in that. That like, first it's a really, scary really? movie for a reason. But that you, first one is yeah, want, truly terrifying. Do you want just the, like just the fear, or do you want like how, what they tried to go for with the reboot of fear with that? Like you don't want to put on a Freddy sweater when you leave the theater. You want to feel like he <laughs> is a really. Do you want him to be the hero at the end of the picture, like how he is in the other ones, or how he's? You really don't want to be cheering for him like you do at the end of the. I reboot. think he should be a bad guy. That's what I mean. The original, but a good bad guy. Yeah, but what good point? What kind of bad guy? I'm talking an evilest motherfucker you can imagine. But at at that point, would it still be like not not? I don't want to say lovable evil, but like charismatic, not, right. charismatic evil. You're not because like for we were him. talking about Walking Dead. If you still beat somebody with a baseball bat. I am. With there's no way wire. I'm not gonna like Negan. Negan is just fantastic. <laughs> you know, he what I'm could saying? beat the hell but out of everyone can, on that. But cast you, you like, like cool. him. But there's what kind of Freddy? Okay, yeah, I can see like the maybe the charismatic to kind of lure you in. You see, get yeah, that little you, bit of he's trust a bad there. guy, but you like him. I'm not saying you like Freddy Krueger because he's a fucking child molester, but but <laughs> <laughs> but and he kills people, you know. But I mean, charismatic, you know. Yeah. Something alluring about him, yes. What would you want that kind of Freddy in a new movie? Uh, or would you? I mean, how do you want? Because they tried to make him dark, Jackie Earl uh, Haley. 
They did make him dark. They did, but it didn't they, work. They but went, it didn't work for the you. Darkest. How right. dark yeah, they ruined went. it. It wasn't the that they didn't do the dark right or wrong. It was the makeup for me in that one. It I did just, turn turn one. That, yeah, I mean, it wasn't storyline. It was just bad makeup. Hmm. It's right. like they tried to put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> Never underestimate the aesthetics of something, man. Because I mean, that can steer you think first impressions. Yeah. You got to make sure you're coming out strong and. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I don't know. You know. Ultimately, I don't know if this is necessarily a franchise that needs to be revisited. I think it can actually stay where it needs to be because, I mean, in the in the pantheon of horror, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street ranks up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, like yeah. one of the franchises. Yeah, if there was a Mount Rushmore of horror, Freddy would be, Freddy on, there. Would be on there. Absolutely. So oh. I don't know if we necessarily need anything more. I think we've got enough. Or we've kind of I'm always good to hear story. a new story. Right. right. Yeah. I'll hear a new story. Sure. It's going to bother me none. I wouldn't mind a subtle Freddy. You know what I'm saying? Like a newer Freddy, but like that lurking in the shadows, a little more plays nuanced. on the fears. You know, not quite, not quite a uh, new Nightmare Freddy, but something along those lines. I could totally dig where a he doesn't say a lot, but he every now and then you'll see like maybe like a claw come out. You know, just on the corner of your eye or something. Sure, like a shadowy Freddy. Because I don't. I mean, we kind of got hints of that in the first one, but he was still pretty full on. So yeah, if you actually got almost like a Michael Myers Freddy, right? You know, just you see him in the background, just constantly, yeah. not necessarily scurrying around, or <laughs> and that's he can scurry. He and can that's scurry. why Doug Jones would be a good Freddy because sure, he, he could he could he could bring that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Well, I'd be interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, final thoughts, you guys. I'll be there to see whatever they do, whatever, whatever they, they turn do. out. Well, we know Chris will be there. He's you know dying the wool fanboy. Well, I I'm like that on about everything though. I don't have I don't fall into that they're raping my childhood BS. Right. So like if it's if it's I'll try anything out. Like yeah. if it's the new Ninja Turtles, I'm gonna give it a shot. Sure, I'm kind of excited about the new Ninja Turtles. I ain't even gonna lie, Bebop and Rocksteady look sweet. The only thing I I would like to change if I could is mm-hmm. I I have always wanted a live action Casey Jones. That is like the cartoon where he is a real <laughs> mongoloid. <laughs> like a Clint Eastwood? Jones, Casey Jones. No, I want him Just... doing like really like like beating the hell out of a Jaywar going, Hey, lawbreaker. <laughs> Shut up, crime. <laughs> he's refers to everyone as a lawbreaker. And he'll change his wardrobe, but that mask always stays on. <laughs> Hawaiian go shirt get a pizza. Yeah. All right, back. Yeah. Well, I will say, Chris, Regina, thank you guys for sitting in with us. Um, oh, all you. of our listeners, obviously, uh, you you know, when you're at Crypticon, look out for the pagans out there. Go up and say hi to them. Give them some of the blues, some of the reds. Regina will be saying hi to you. She's, <laughs> she's that. She's that kind of kind of person. Well, where you, she's very outgoing and will want to talk to everybody. There absolutely. Because that's 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 not a convention for us. That's a family reunion. Yeah. Well, you guys are good people. Yeah. Aww, that's just, I can just definitely love. friends of the podcast, family yes. of the podcast, if you will. Yes. So I guess until next week, guys. Well, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And, and like whatever, Freddy. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hey, this is Genius McGee, and we just got finished screening the awesome, fucking fantastic Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, on a rare, beautiful 35mm print. And this is at the Alamo Draft House, Kansas City, for the Hutch, us, me and Greg. Now when we get to find, pick the movies, but we get to get the trailers, and we get to go do all this stuff. And now, we're going to talk to some of the people who have seen it, movie. And we're going to find out what they thought about it. Come and join us.
All right, we are here with friend of the show, Clint. So what do you think about Nightmare 3? Oh, man, I had flashbacks that I didn't realize, because when I came in, I was like, which Nightmare is this? Because I hadn't seen it in a while. And uh, my story is that I saw this when I was in the sixth grade for a sleepover with all my buddies, and it scared the crap out of us. Of course, I remember the nurse scene. That was the only scene I remember. <laughs> and you know why. Sitting ready. Yeah, yeah. Because you were like, you know, a sixth grader, and you're like, this is so great. This is so horrible. <laughs> and uh, we got so scared that we couldn't sleep, and we wound up watching my buddy Jeff's little sister's uh, practically worn out copy of it. We all promised. The palate cleanser. Exactly. And we all promised to talk about it. I'm telling you, when we all made a pact. Until now. Yeah, yeah. You're all up, buddy. <laughs> Jeff, John. Uh, Tony, it's all over. We all still been broken, right? <laughs> okay, so if Freddy's gonna kill you, how would he do it? Oh God, you know, I, I thought it, I liked the idea. There was a guy in the audience who had the texting, and so I liked the idea of that mundane, like Freddy's doing something, like Freddy's bringing me TPS reports that I have to file. I love the idea of corporate Freddy. <laughs> Like, yeah. If you could do this by next week, <laughs> that'd be great. Just <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny, corporate Freddy. Yeah. His tie yeah. is red and green. <laughs> I love it. Oh, That's awesome. So, any thoughts on, or final thoughts on either Nightmare 3 or Freddy Cougar in general? Um, well, you know, did you remember the Freddy TV show? Yeah, Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, 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 that fucked me up a lot as a kid. It was kind of cool. It was yeah. like a kind of Tales from the Crypty, mm-hmm. very subtle Freddy. And the yeah. thing with that is, like, I, I think I've said this before, but I was like the kid that was never allowed to watch horror movies and all that stuff. But the parents couldn't stop me from being alone in my bedroom and watching Freddy's Nightmares. Fucking rebel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that jacked me up. So <laughs> that's that's really my connection to Freddy, and and that's. They had other sh- they had other shows within the show, right? Like it kind of went with its own tales, right? Yeah, it's kind of like it had different stories, kind of yeah. like weird tales from the crypt. Yeah, and I think I remember um, there was uh, a Leave It to Beaver, and I forgot Wally from Leave It to the Beaver. I think he was a cannibal in one of them. <laughs> I gotta remember that. Yeah, one. and it messed me up because I was like, "What is Wally doing eating everyone?" So it's like double freaky. Why don't you call your friend Lumpy? You know. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think I forgot the quips as much as anything. Like, yeah. God, those quips are wonderful. He's so mean in this movie. Really, he just, just fucks with you. Really, not a, not, yeah. No, he's not a good killer. That's one that yeah. I, I talked about on the podcast earlier. That's the power of Freddy. Jason will slash you. No, I didn't see oh. speaker. But uh, <laughs> Jason will slash you. Michael Myers will kill you. Yeah. But Freddy kind of fucks with your mind first. He hurts your ego. Yeah. That's really what he does. He hurts your feelings. <laughs> 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 I mean, I got a poster, right? Pretty good for feelings. It just like big slashes across my chest. I was ready for prime time, bitch. Here's your big break, right? Oh <laughs> uh, man, well, thanks for talking to us again. Man. Absolutely, we'll get it back on the show. Of course. All right, what's your name, man? Zach. What'd you think about uh, Dream Warriors? It's great as always. It's yeah. one of the greats, man. Frank Frank Darabont's a great director. Did you get a chance to watch it on the big screen before this? Never have. No, I've seen one, five, and six. Oh, nice. Yep. 
So you got this one in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I got this one under my notch. Correct. Awesome. Did you pick up on anything before that you haven't seen in in previous viewings? I really because I've seen it so So many many times. (laughs) Although I will say, this is the first time I heard Joey say when they were going to that he's susceptible to hypnosis. A yes. little bit of business size caught in the background there was fantastic. Yeah, it's, 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 it never, it never fails. So, if Freddy's going to kill you, how would he do it? Probably uh, something beer related. Uh, beer related? Turn him into a keg. Somehow, so easy drinks, I slowly like decapitate or disintegrate <laughs> or somehow, you know. It's you know. funny, just shove you in a keg and pump yeah, you Yeah, so I'll tap you in the blood somehow. I'm fun at it. Unfortunately, <laughs> tapping the keg isn't good exactly, like that. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Are you going to come out for Friday night? Yeah, definitely, man. Right on. It's one of the greats as well. Yes. So cool, Brewster. Right? Have a good week. Hey, thanks, man. You were badass. You want to talk a little bit about uh, Dream Warriors? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. I'll talk about it. Uh, I think, I think what, one of the reasons why I love it so much is, is because, like that guy's shirt over here, it's definitely the most comic booky 80s horror film that there is. And, like, I mean, each of them, like, like Nancy's basically like Professor X and Nick Fury, the group, you know, and then you've got uh, Kincaid's definitely like the Wolverine tie, you know, in the spot. And, like, just the way they embrace everything that is so, uh, that is so, of like, they embrace all the Nightmare on Elm Street, like, mythology, but then they, they made it fresh and new. And anyone who's, who grew up, like, a tormented kid or had, like, problems growing up, like, totally reads that film. Like, yeah. having, and finding friends who really understand you, that's why I think I, like, I, that's always been my favorite, like, horror film. Yeah, like, that's awesome. I, I, I love this movie. Yeah. So, if Freddy's going to kill you, how would he do it? Uh, well, it would probably have to do something with internet pornography, I think. <laughs> to be honest, yes. Yes, I'm pretty sure that would be my uh, ultimate downfall, unfortunately. But, you know, you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, your masturbatory hand turns to the Freddy's Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like the worst one, yes. So horrible, like, yes, no. definitely, yes, severed body parts and, uh, <laughs> that I don't want to be severed from me. Fantastic. <laughs> <Hey, Josh, Josh. laughs> right, take it easy, man. Have a good one. Man, I got like a list of talking points that I made in the dark. <laughs> okay. Uh, film was grainy. I like that. Uh huh. It got that little crisp. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Nancy's dad was Sean Sachs also in Halloween. Four? I think not only four, but I know he was. Uh, the Halloweens? The, the John Saxon was dead. John Saxon wasn't in the Halloween, was he? John Saxon was not in any other Halloween. Right, okay. Why did he remind me of the dad in one of the Halloweens? Well, because he's been. He's, he's, he's John Saxon. He's the 70s. He's, he's just a he's man's man. man. Right. Yeah, he does have the chiseled jaw and everything. And he brought in his really nice toupee for this one as well. <laughs> yeah, he did. His eyebrows on fleek. Yeah, you know, whatever. He, he, the the man knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah. how much I can right. say. Have you guys watched the, um, I think it's on Netflix, but it's like uh, Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue. Yes, I I love the part where the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but the black guy from this one. Kincaid. Yeah. uh, Sagos. He's talking about how he's like the only black person to survive a horror movie. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I enjoyed that, but... Movie was really good. It was yeah. fun to watch. Did you see it for something in the theater? In the theater, yeah. Cool. So then not cross that one off your bucket yeah. list, huh? The only question I had was what was what was it in this that made it the NC seventeen director's cut? I don't know. I think a lot more cussing. <laughs> okay. 
lot, you know, maybe. Because I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. So, so if Ray's going to kill you, how do you do it? Ah, uh, jeez. I don't know. I think it, like I said on Twitter, I think it would be alcohol-related. Yeah. Something to that degree. Just drink yourself to death. Ready without drinking. So, yeah, that. All right. All right. That was a good time, man. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for showing it. Right on. You got a couple of Yes, I will. Sweet. Cotton balls. Cotton balls with me in my pocket. Just, just and just leaving on people's like little, little desks. This would be the shit, dude. <laughs> so, that's why I was I think, you know, I had a reoccurring dream when I was a kid. It's like, you know, have you ever had a really good, like, cloak for, like, reparos? Right. You know how that just peels off the bone real slow? Okay, so I would look him, you know, look, dreaming, looking down, and my skin would just be just peeling off just, oh. just fucking gnarly and that sounds gnarly as shit it is legit. and then you know this was way before I sold her I see uh, and then I saw poker and I'm like are you fucking kidding me you know it's like tapping into your neck right, right right so yeah I'm reparos I guess <laughs> death by barbecue right Kansas City South Freddy's <laughs> Freddy's BQ and you're like oh, oh beans with that bitch you're just like <laughs> Phrase got Joe's later. You right? <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, man. Died in the Wolf Freddy fan. You got the Freddy sweater on and everything. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, dude. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see the next one. Cool. Right, night. Yeah, we need you. It's good third 20 from along those lines. Cool. So, yeah. Right on. Right on, man. Take it easy. Thanks for coming out. I just want to say thank you for bringing us here. Oh, sure. No problem, man. Thanks for coming out. And, uh... Okay, so... Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, what you think? Oh, it's still my favorite in the whole series. I yeah. love Nightmare 3. Is this your first time seeing it in the theater? Uh, I think so, actually. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember ever seeing it. I've seen so many movies in theaters, but I, I think this is the first time in the theater. Definitely in 35mm. Right, so, what yeah. you think? Oh, I loved it. It was fucking it was, awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. The whole theme and grit and well, everything. You can't beat the film. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for Fight Night, so that's yeah. going to be good. Pick and host and everything. Oh, so yeah. I'm really yeah. stoked about it. Well, good choices so far. For Thank sure. You. Thank for you. sure. Thank you. So, if Freddy was going to kill you, how do you fears? My two biggest fears are heights and spiders. So, I think it would probably kick me out of a plane. And as I would be falling, I would go to pull the parachute cord. And somehow, either, either I would open the chute and spider babies would fall on me. Or. Freddy would be on the parachute handle as a spider. His, his little head would be like spider. The spider would be yeah, yeah, yeah. So, somehow with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two together, worst fear possible. It would have to be terrifying for, for sure. Ah <laughs> oh, man, well, what else? What else you want to say about Nightmare Three? Um, was there something you noticed? Now on the big screen, you didn't notice before. I don't think there was anything I noticed about it. I mean, I always love the Dawkins soundtrack. So, yeah, I mean, which yeah, we're gonna be doing a karaoke tomorrow night. So I'm a karaoke DJ, and so the theme tomorrow was already soundtracks. So I was like, oh my god, it's like it was meant to be. So Dream Warriors will be tomorrow night. So yeah, but I didn't notice anything new. But I mean, still fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So, I used to karaoke DJ. Nice. Okay. What is one song that you're like, God damn it, you're going to play that shit again? Um, it would either be Bohemian Rhapsody or anything by Journey. <laughs> Ever. Like, it's it's those two things all the time. Because I, I love both those things. Right. But people butcher them so badly every single time, no matter what, that it just makes me cringe every time. Mine was uh, Billy Joel Candleman. Yeah, and I see that. Grease Lightning. 
If I ever hear those fucking songs one more time. You know, I don't think anybody's ever done Grease Lightning in the year that I've done it. No, really? They've done, like, you know, Summer Nights and everything. Never Grease Lightning. Huh. Maybe I've just loved I shouldn't jinx it. Right? Maybe Somebody's going to do that. Oh, exactly. Great. That's going to be my worst nightmare. Thanks right? for that. Just for karaoke. <laughs> just all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a hunter dreams gonna kill your fucking ass. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have that nightmare tonight. God. Uh, I should never have my big mouth about that. Oh, you're gonna be the one to sing it to yeah. me, are you? I'll make you dun 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 dun. I was just bringing your words to me. Yeah, it's happening. Very nice. It's Oh, even As you fall, even better. Right. <laughs> Do what I can, man. There you go. Right on. Thank Thanks, you. man. Thanks for coming talk to us. Okay, so Nightmare on Elm Street 3, what did you think? Awesome. Even yeah. better than, you know, watching it on Netflix. So. I know, right? Yeah. There was something fantastic about going to the movie theater, sitting down, all the grainy popping shit. A movie that's actually on film versus digital, you know. Right. Yeah. So is this your first time seeing this in movie theater? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. what did you think? I, I felt like there were scenes that I hadn't seen before that were added in, sort in more language, you know, than yeah. edited version. Yeah, it was awesome. You get drawn into the experience a little more. It's a little into it on the big screen. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm glad you had a good time too. Yeah. Are you going to come out for Fright Night? Hopefully, hopefully. Sweet. Assuming it's on a Tuesday. I think so. yes. Yeah. It's going to be on Tuesday. Okay. Horror yeah. shows are always going to oh, be on absolutely. Tuesdays. Yeah. 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 Um, so, if Freddy Krueger's going to kill you, how would he do it? Oh, escalator. I'm afraid, escalator? Of, I'm afraid of heights and escalators. So I'd probably, in my dream, be going to a movie, of course, here at the Alamo. And just, what? The, the escalator would turn into the stripes of his sweater and slowly unravel and tangle me up. And oh. just plunge over the edge. That's cold blood. I always thought, you know how they always said the urban legend where your shoe gets, your legs get yeah. stuck in the thing and just sucks you down in there? That was one of my biggest fears growing up. Well, Crown Center especially. That well, yeah, those right? escalators. Because you're on just a narrow little thing, and there's three floors below you. And you can see all the way oh, down. Yeah. No, I know exactly. And yeah, then there was the Chinese lady that fell into the escalator not too long ago. So I heard about you that. Know, fears confirmed. I know. Urban legends come true, yeah. right? But thanks for coming to any more. Any final words on uh, Elm Street 3? Well, if you. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Thank you very much. Okay, so you just we, uh, we just listened to Chris and Regina, and now they are here after the movie. What do you guys think? Epic. Yeah. I didn't really notice a whole lot of difference between uh, the versions that I've already seen and the director's cut. Yeah. I was really hoping for that. Titty Freddy? I was disappointed. I was kind of ready for Titty Freddy too, right? I was like, come on, come on, Titty. As soon as I saw the sweater, I looked at him with disappointment. Right? I did too. Like, man, no no Titty Freddy. There's no Titty Freddy. No titties. Right? Oh, that instrumental. Uh, Yeah, the instrumental. You're just not in it. Yeah. Oh, well, but you got got to cross this off your bucket list, I Mm -hmm. think, right? Mm -hmm. There you go. Time to go now. Yeah. Only one to go. 
so speaking of Freddie and all this shit, I, I gotta tell the story about after after the podcast. Oh we're my recording. God. We're recording. Right? I, I turned into the biggest chicken shit because we just got three of us did. We all scared. Here we are, like big horror people, raw. And then so we're sitting there talking. We're talking about how we would die about Freddy Krueger, right? And we're sitting there outside of Nirvana, and we <laughs> you go. There's a creepy person over there. And we look over, and sure enough, walking, it's like the silhouette it's of this... It's chick from Drag, drag Me to Hell. Right, it's this weird old everything. lady. And then she was covered Shadow in... Thing. She was covered... Right, she was covered in rags. And the way she was covered, like a ring wraith, or like... She, uh, she was staring, right? Right, just, just no face, just shadow. And no movement, either. Just, just staring there. And I, I looked, I'm like, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. And then... Uh, <laughs> we went around the block and I was like, oh, I hope Joe made, Joe, Jay made it to his car. And then we noticed it's like, shit, his car's gone. He bounced. Normally when I leave Greg's, like, I sit in my car, I put on my seatbelt, turn on the radio, a light up a cigarette. Just like this whole like five minute thing, turn on the car. Nope. I didn't <laughs> already even start. He was already going. I was gone. I was, I was in full horror movie. Yeah, I wasn't I, sticking around no, to find out who she no, was. Exactly. She might have needed help. Fuck it. Fuck her. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, we were all like, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> made it here to live another day. Right. So, final thoughts on Freddy. Uh, I... I I thought about it, and the reason why I like this one so much is because I feel like he gave this one, I mean, in part one and two, I mean, yeah, they were kind of personalized kills, but it was just more like killing to be killing. With this, I feel like, you know, yes, he preyed on each one's fears or weaknesses. He personalized it. Yes, and it was very poetic in how each of them died. Yeah, Greg cringed with the uh, syringes. He was like, Arr! it looks like she was getting like you know Windexed or something over right? there. Right, and just like uh, he took some notes from Bob Berdella about that. Or yeah, something. there we go. <laughs> bad, bad form. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Okay, so we didn't we didn't say this on air, but we talked about the we talked about off mic uh, the way Freddie's going to kill you if he kills you. How would it be? And we didn't talk about it on air. Let's talk about it now. Your daily sleeping bag. For working with in Ghirardelli bags, can't fit in the texture of it. I can't see it. So being sealed in one, dead. Yeah. For me, it would be kind of like a team of three or four Freddies with a home invasion sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It would be him knowing the advantage point of where I'm at in the house, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to hide. He just knows all that shit and then just moves in for the kill. Yeah. It's the total home invasion. Uh, Would it be like kids wearing like Freddy or like Freddy masks, like? Fred heads, Fred nice. heads. Nice. Yeah, it, it would be definitely you know the four, three or four Freddies, whether it's a mask or his real face. Either way, candy money. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think like I'm walking down the downtown street and either a big Freddy hand comes out of a manhole or a sewer grate and pulls me down in the sewer, rats. or like these army of rats. 
come out all like wearing like little Freddy sweaters and little Freddy hats or something, right? <laughs> and they just drag me down into the sewers. And I'm I really dead. liked the whole idea that you had when we talked about the whole, you know, being on the little island and a little Freddy sailboat sailing. Yeah, away. the subtle, the Freddy. subtle Freddy. Yes. Yeah, if I died another way, I would be on a just a island that's shrinking, 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 and. Just as I drown, little Freddy sailboat. Do, 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 just yeah. floating away. Little f- subtle Freddies. I think subtle Freddy is the next progression. Mine is the Freddy lurking in the dark, in the shadows, watching. Just subtle Freddy. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the natural way to go, and I think Doug Jones would make a great subtle Freddy. Yeah, I think it would be, you know, a whole lot of punishment, a fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. Once again, tapping into your fears exactly. as opposed to our, you know. Anybody can just come in and stab you with a knife, but not everybody can fuck with you mentally. Right, nobody's going to, not everybody's going to throw you in a giant Ghirardelli bag or home invasion <laughs> your ass or chud or death by chuds, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. so, yeah, I think subtle friend is the way to go. But, uh, guys, it was awesome talking to you on the show and on here. Uh, hoping to see you guys for Fright Night, maybe, we'll perhaps. See. We're going to try. Cool. If not, you know, you guys are always welcome. Open invitation anytime to come on the show. It's just a fucking bullshit. Yes. So. This nerd definitely has nostalgia for Nightmare on Elm Street and the horror genre entirely. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, well, uh, I'm going to see if there's anybody else talking and wants to talk. And if not, we will see you in your dreams. Yeah.